Hello, my friend. This is Clyde. You are almost out of time. Tomorrow is a big day, not just for you, but for your family. It's been a long time coming and now it is almost here. You've known about this day for quite some time. In fact, everyone in your family, your parents, your siblings, your cousins who have been living with you, your grandmother who came to live with you after her husband died, you all know that this day is coming. So what will today, the last day before tomorrow, what will today look like? Romans 13 paints a more vivid picture of tomorrow than I could ever do. Paul brings us to a point in our lives where it is no longer tomorrow. It is closer than tomorrow. If there are 24 hours in a day and the day starts at a minute after midnight, then I hear Paul going through the house, knocking on each bedroom door. Wake up, wake up, sleepyhead. Time to get out of bed. Time to get ready. There are those who will roll over and look at the clock and ask, can I just sleep for 30 more minutes? Or someone is awake, but they are barely out of the bed. Paul is driving a sense of urgency into our minds because, as he says, our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. Let's listen to him. He's talking about the coming of the Lord when he will come back to take his children away. And he poses a scenario. How long have you been a Christian? How long have you been hearing that Jesus is coming soon? A long time, right? Well, Paul is saying today, is saying it is almost here. Elsewhere, he elaborates on the closeness of the second coming by talking about a bunch of things that will happen as that great event gets closer. That's a clear message to us that we are about to experience Jesus' return. So since he is convinced that it is so much closer, that it is literally any day now, he gives us some, some tips. We pick up in Romans 13, 11 to 14. And do this. Understand the, understanding the present time, the hour has already come for you to wake up from your slumber because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. The night is nearly over. The day is almost here. So let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us behave decently as in the daytime, not in carousing and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and debauchery, not in dissension and jealousy. Rather, clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ and do not think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh. Mm, he speaks with a strong sense of urgency. Stop and act. You heard this message a long time ago. Jesus is coming soon. Well, it is one day closer, which means that it can happen any minute now. Here is what you need to do. He uses the day and night imagery to drive home his point. If the night is nearly over and the day is almost here, then there has to be some major adjustments. There are activities of nighttime that are completely different from daytime. At this point, Paul is saying, stop doing the nighttime activities and immediately start doing daytime activities. You really don't want Jesus to come and catch you doing nighttime activities. No, sir. Nighttime 
facilitates indecency. Nighttime fosters desires of the flesh. Nighttime is when many of us as Christians dabble in sinful activities. Nighttime is when we feel that we are not among our Christian brothers and sisters. And so we can take chances and do the things that we know we are not supposed to do, but we indulge anyway because we have time to stop, clean up before Jesus comes, or so we think. What are those things? In this passage, he identifies six. Carousing and drunkenness, sexual immorality and debauchery, dissension and jealousy. This is a much shorter list than the, than the one he included in his letters to the Galatians. Whereas in the Galatians letter, he elaborated and gave a more extensive list. In Romans, he mentions a few but don't miss the point that he's making. Whether you go by the list in Galatians 3, 19 to 21, or this shorter list here in Romans 13 and verse 13, these are all deeds of the flesh. And he is shouting to the Galatians. He's shouting to the Romans. He is shouting to us, the 21st century Christians, the same clear message with all of his might. Stop doing nighttime activities. Stop gratifying the desires of the flesh. He's giving wise counsel, my friends. The deeds of the flesh, which he calls deeds of darkness, are things we do when we're not around other Christians. Things that we do, but we do not wish for anyone at church to know. These are things we know are wrong and we cloak them in privacy and secrecy and pretend that we are squeaky clean. He doesn't have to spell out everything, but he knows that you and I know what we are doing and what we are not supposed to do, but we do them anyway. He says, that's it. Don't let the day dawn. Don't let Jesus comes and finds you doing the nighttime activities. No, sir. His advice, put on the armor of light, behave decently, or as he, as he says later on, clothe yourselves in Jesus Christ. He doesn't elaborate and he doesn't sugarcoat the message either. You know about the armor of light, which is what you wear knowing that you are fighting a battle against satanic forces. Behave decently because you are a member of God's family and you have gone through discipleship program and you know how Christians ought to behave. Clothe yourself in Jesus Christ. You know what Jesus would do. Now do it. It is almost daytime. Don't push your luck and try to squeeze in one last round of sexual immorality or drunkenness. Enough is more than enough. Stop it and stop it now. While you still have a short time left, be wise and leave nighttime behavior alone and return to daytime lifestyle.